Yes, welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shanon, Mr. Rob, and Zane. We got a special one for today. Today we are joined by Queen, Sister, Rob Spitter, take it back to the essence, Ball for Ball. Ball for Ball. Master Ace Incorporated member, Solo Deal, straight out of Fort Green, Paula Perry. Paula Perry in the building. Peace. Thank you, Mary. What's up, sis? How, How you doing? doing? Thanks for having yeah. me, y'all. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I was, I was telling you earlier, man, you know, it, right now, it kind of reminds me, of, um, remember when Keith Murray said it's 96 degrees in the shade? Uh, I think the most beautiful. <laughs> well, you know, you step outside, it's watching outside. Gorgeous. I know. I can sports. imagine how it is because it's hot down here. Yeah. So, I'm in Virginia, yeah, so like, you know. It's still like a hundred down here. I'm down. I'm down in Maryland. I'm like literally oh. five minutes from DC. Oh, and all right. So if it's a hundred there, it's got to be about a hundred and ten here. <laughs> yeah. So, so Paul, what? Tell us what, what was it like growing up in Fort Greene, and how did you find yourself actually being interested in hip hop? Well, growing up in Fort Greene was hard. You know, just coming outside, seeing bodies behind your window, mm-hmm. um, seeing bodies just laying there. Um, gunshots, you know, we playing hopscotch, double dutch, and we got to drop the rope because gunshots is blazing. But on the other hand, it was love. Um, everybody was pretty much together. And we all was raised up as young children should be raised up. You right. know, playing outside. Although you have the bad side, but that, that's not the only project that went through that. How I got into hip hop, was from my early MCs, listening to Nikki D, listening to Sweet Tea, MC Life. You know, everybody that came before me, Queen Latifah. And it kind of like put that spirit in me of hip hop. And once I met Nikki D and Queen Latifah, that kind of brought me in the game. Mm-hmm. But then I met Master Ace and he took me on the road and signed me to the INC. Nice. I love that you talk about um spirit because, you know, I was going to ask you further down the interview, but I'll ask you now. Like, it, it just, to me, it seems like the evolution of MCs, like, it's a, a weird trajectory. Like, you know, I was born in the 70s, but I'm more probably of an 80s baby. And growing up with hip hop in the 80s, it was about feeling good. You know, we had groups like um, like the Jungle Brothers. We had Leaders of the New. We had Tribe. It was about being Afrocentric. Um, then, for some reason, I guess even for males, the traje- trajectory switched. I'm a huge Nas fan, but I feel like Nas and Biggie kind of took the element of hip hop from being about fun to being more about like um, the graphic day-to-day street life. But Money even, was even, even for females, female rappers were more about like the fun raps, feminism, women empowerment, and now it's kind of shifted to more about um, being provocative. And this went away from lyricism. You know, and you yourself being a lyricist, what do you attribute that to? That, I, I blame that on all the perverts in the game. <laughs> um, me coming up with these guys, I know what they're about. Like, I, I, I used to be around Puffy every day. I was at his house all the time. I used to be around Jay-Z sometimes. You know what I mean? I used to be around, uh, well, I was up at the G-Unit office when they first started, stuff like that, but you know. Right circumstances happen. Right, right, right. But um, not to say that those are the perverts in the game, but I see how they exploit women. You know what I mean? 
And I was on the road with a lot of guys. And I've seen on the road how they'll tell a girl anything just to get them back to the hotel. So it was like now they try to sexualize everything just to feed their hunger. So with the yin yang, it's time to bring it back. It's time to bring it back and it's time to show these kids that they can have more respect for themselves. Because now everybody's living on the internet. That's, a That's what everybody's doing now. That's right. So when they see these fabrications, which are fabrications because you know these girls in real life, they're probably not even like that. But they're just doing that to sell records. Yeah. So what you have these kids thinking, oh, that's that's the way I want to be. That's how I should be. I should use these niggas too. No, you should have self-respect. Say you didn't say that again. You yeah, should man. have self-respect. Some of the first laws is imitation, man. Kids, they tend, they don't listen to you. They imitate you first. Exactly. So Speak if I could come back in the game and show these girls how to act, you know and show them how to be wanted and feel wanted without being sexual. Wow, that's right. Then it's okay. Remind me the 80s. That's a that's a diamond in the rough concept that we definitely need that back, especially with the sisters. All that wop and all that dumb shit that we got going on. <laughs> we need we need sisters like that. I mean, like talk watching, about watching the awards and seeing them do that show, humping each other on the stage. It was it was degrading and it was disgusting to me. Right, and it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it shows no growth from where hip-hop came, especially from where the sisters has come. And let's, let's talk about Nikki D and Queen Latifah. How, how much did they influence you in becoming an MC? Well, they influenced me a lot. I mean, just by rolling with them, um, seeing how uh, uh, Nikki D put it together in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, she treated me like a little sis, which is still treated as my big sis for life. And it's like, um, I just got the experience of how they did it. Right. And I knew how to do it. Once I got in the studio with Mass Ace, I already knew how it went. Okay. You know, just by rolling with them. And it was it was fun and it was love. And that's the way it needs to be. That's the way it needs to be. Okay, nobody was in competition with each other. We all taught each other. See, and, and, and the thing about it, the thing about them, I mean, to cut your wisdom, the thing about them is everyone, everyone wanted to be original. You wanted to be original. You didn't want to sound like nobody. You right. didn't want to do your, your clothes like anything. You wanted to do everything had to be authentic and your way. And I think that's that's what's really missing. Well, just- you know, um, Nicki Minaj and Foxy Brown changed that for everyone when they decided to come out and wanted to be Little Kim. How about that? And that's where it shifted. Even when my niece little mama came out, she was herself. But what they do, they stopped her so that Nicki Minaj can come up and show people how to copy. Bad enough Foxy Brown was doing it. And it probably was Jay-Z's idea because of what him and Biggie right. was, was, was dealing with. But at the same time, they all got part of their styles from me. So I taught little Kim. I wrote Little Kim first rap when she was 13 years old. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a jewel right there. Talk about that. And, and I told Little Kim how to attack the game. She called me first. When Vicky first wanted her, Vicky wanted me first, actually. But I said no. So when Vicky first wanted her, she called me. It was like, Paula, you know, big want me to be down with him. I said, go ahead, Kim. 
stay you because she was always little Kim. We called her little Kim all our life. Right. From where I'm from. Right. Yeah. So at the same time, I said, do you, you stay sexy and you stay hard. And yeah. that's, she just took that and ran with it because that was her. She was that anyway. I just thought it'd be herself. Sis, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over that. You said Big wanted you down, but you said no. What made you say no to getting down with Jimmy Muffet? Um, because Big, Big had a big crush on me anyway, and I don't mix business with pleasure. Okay. So, makes- not to say that I ever did anything with him because we didn't. Right. But at the same time, I knew it was a better opportunity for Little Kim. Nice. And and that's what we need. We need integrity. That's integrity. You know what I'm saying? When you can see someone else, you know, move forward, it it don't have to be you. It can be someone else. That's dope. And this is is the first time I'm talking about this because I feel that it needs to be said. Me and Little Kim talked about this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And um, when she did her Black Friday video on Fort Greene, she wanted to have a conversation with me. I said, for what? You from here. You don't have to have a conversation with me. I and don't you, hold you project. Did you help shoot that video? Hmm? Did you help shoot that video? Yes, I did. How about that? How about that? Uh tell us about your um your great piece of work, one of your many great pieces of work, uh when you did uh Tales for Fort Knox album. You had big big names like Brian McKnight, Lost Boys. Rod Digger, Bahamadia, mm-hmm. Kelly Price, uh, uh, Master Ace, of course, and Nikki B. So tell us, tell us about how you how you formulated that 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 nice menu of uh, body of work right there. Well, uh, Mr. C executive produced the album, so um, we just ran with a lot of his ideas as well, and. Um, me and him collectively got the group of girls together for two staff, which all the girls we named, except for Precious Paris. Yeah, we give a girl. And um, Heather B. And, oh, Heather uh, B. Yeah, we just came together. And it was so funny. Uh, it was so fun making a record with Mr. C because every record, that's a single. That's a single. That's a single. <laughs> Actually, Ghetto Vow with me and my baby father, Q45, was supposed to have been the first single. But at the last minute, I decided to go with extra, extra. Mm. Primo, Primo promotes that, produced that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the correlation with what's, what's the connection with um with with Mr. C? Like, how did Mr. C find himself in the picture? Because, and I'm I'm outside of looking at it, but I thought I thought you was my interpretation of it was that you were signed to Master Ace. And yeah. Well, Mr. C was not going in for a long time in the oh. And then he signed me to Mercury. Mr. C was A and R. Oh. Okay. So he, he, yeah. So he had brought me in that office, and um, we did the record. I took his name off the record because of personal reasons. Mm. But um, at the same time, he did contribute and collaborate a lot on that album. Yeah. Now that album, um, and I see, I was, I went back and I was listening to it the other day. That album, like Zane said, you had some heavy hitters on a debut album. I was like, man, like you know, the label was really, really behind you. Now. I mean, they have that, that. That album is out now, selling now, streaming now, like it just came out. Mm. Yeah. And, I, I, and it, it has a nostalgic feel. 
It has a nostalgic it feel. Like, I mean, it would feel more, more better if I get the money that I deserve. From the album. <laughs> right. I, well, I was just about to ask you about that. I was gonna say, like, so how? What did, did the label at the last minute shift directions and say, like, we don't want to go full steam ahead with the project, or because you uh, had extra? extra no. work. Actually, I chose to walk from Universal, but they still have me on that label. Right now, I'm starting to like four different situations. Right, I'm Types of music. Right. And um, with Universal, once Polygram changed and they had that big fire, they lost a lot of stuff. So they told me my stuff wasn't cataloged anymore. But when you look online, they're still streaming it. Yeah. So I had them streaming some of the songs, extra, extra, and a couple of more songs. Right. And then I, I'm signed to Cleopatra Records too. Mm. Okay. So what Cleopatra Records is doing is they're streaming the whole album. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm just collecting my money. That's right. what I was going to say, sound like you need to be hitting up a lot of people for a check. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what we're working on now. So I mean, I have something coming soon with those days. And it better be over a thousand dollars. Because they want to blame everything on streaming. Oh, it's no money in streaming. Oh, it's only a fraction of a penny. I don't care. It adds up. Like, let me tell you, if it wasn't if it wasn't profitable, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be that interested in it. If it wasn't profitable, they wouldn't be all over it like that. So I would I wouldn't go for that. You know, going going through so many changes and deals and contracts and. This one, that one. Yeah, what, what, what keeps you? What keeps you motivated? Well, what keeps me motivated is listening to my own music, listening to what's out there now. It's the hater. You know, you have your haters. You have people saying, "Oh, you can't do this no more." Oh, oh. but that's what keeps the battery in my back right. because you kill those haters with success. That's right. And by keeping moving and by surviving. That's right. That's right. You know, in today's time. You know, Lionel Richie is still making songs, so I don't see why my, my hip hop artists can cannot make songs until they're fifty. And all of that stigma about oh, you're too old to rap. Oh, there's no age limit on music. Music is music. Music is timeless. And you know what's so crazy about that, y'all? Mm-hmm. You know what's so crazy about that? Like hip hop has been the mainstream of corporate America in so many facets of of, 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 of of industries. And for people to say that rappers, whether male or female, have an expiration date or they can't go past a certain age bracket yeah. and still rap, it's, 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 it's straight nonsense. Like, you don't hear that in rock and roll, you don't hear that in jazz music or nothing like that, or even, you know, R&B. You don't hear it, but, but it's always with hip-hop, but hip-hop is, is the overall nucleus to make the world go around. Technically, That's hip-hop is really young. It is. Hip hop yeah. is still a baby, man. Yeah. Man, so we, we still we got a lot of work to do. Some of that comes from though. I think some of that comes from the actual audience. You yeah. Know, talking about rock, um, reggae, and stuff like that. Like though, the, it's embraced by you know so many so such a diverse audience. Whereas right. hip hop in its purest form was originally embraced by us, like people of color. Now right. hip hop, I think, is going to transcend and become furthermore timeless because you see, you look over in Asia, you know, um, Paula, I'm sure right now, like if there, if COVID wasn't going on or whatever, and you and Master Ace linked up, y'all could probably go on a tour 
and, and, and Germany and, and well, Asia. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can, but Ace got to stop being so stubborn yeah. and so pathetic. We, we had we had Ace on here a couple times, man. What's what's up with Ace? He all right? He's not doing right. Um. Well, with Ace, he's not speaking to me no more. Oh. I don't know why. I haven't done anything to him. Okay. And it's like you know everything's been done to me, but I have a forgiving heart. Yeah. So if he can't find a way to get over that hump that he's on, then that's on him. Right. You gotta keep it My life still goes on. What's, what, Do you guys have like a, a mutual friend or somebody that could be like the bridge, the bridge that gap? Somebody that you guys both have, you know, a great, a great, um, uh, you know. It's a lot of them out there. We, we, we all have a lot of mutual friends. I mean, my boy Lockheed, he's a mutual friend. And he probably could fill that gap, but I don't know. Time. It's when it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. People say what they want about me. I don't care. I know who I am. Yeah. And I know what I'm capable of. I'm hoping you know, you know. reconcile. I hope because I, I love I love who, who you jack and it's like that was my joint off that album. I'd love to hear I'd love to hear your performance. Yeah, I was I, he was robbing me and then I turned around and cut him in the face. <laughs> the voice. Yeah, that, that was that <laughs> yeah, it was fun making that. And it's just like a lot of publishing on that album, Who You Jack and like he probably paid me one check for that and that's it. You know, so it's like back then everybody was getting robbed, including myself. But you know, it, it's nothing to cry about now. All it is to do is the next situation, just be smarter. Yeah, you know what I think. You know what I think happens though, um, Paul. I think that the the game, especially even so back then, like I think there was when Ace came in. Like I and we we had him on, so we talked to him about this. I think that he fell victim to bad business dealings by Fly Tire, Cold Chilling, and I think what happens to a lot of hip hop artists is instead of them saying like I had this bad situation, when I do become a CEO, I'm gonna make sure that my artists are in better situations. Instead, sometimes it shifts and it's like, well, now I now I know how to profit off of people the way somebody profited off of me, rather than each one teach one. Yeah, and, and I think that they just, people have become, it's become cyclical. Like it just happens over and over a cycle. Like, oh, somebody did it to me, I'm gonna do it to somebody, and then they gonna do it to somebody, and we've charged it all to, oh, that's just part of the game. But it's really not part of the game. Like, you know, there's no reason why, if you did the writing, or if you, you know, you had all this stuff going on, that you shouldn't be paid your, your, your fair portion for it. Right. Right. What's that old line they always say? Hurt people hurt people. Exactly. Which is not fair. But it's it's life. That's what happens. It is a song I heard with you, Tomo Capone, and J. Will called Sake of Love. Yeah, that was shit. That's my shit right there. Your work work with Eric Sermon. Talk about that little project. Well, um, Tone had the track, My Boy for Life. And um, he just presented it to me. And he like, no, Paula, jump on this. Right. Done. That's it. And, and, let me go turn my right off. And yeah, and it's like, and um, you know, and it was done. Easy as easy as said. Mm. What you cooking? I'm making me some kale greens, some boneless chicken stew. 
with some rice, some brown rice. This is the first time oh. on the original we got the sister in the kitchen at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 uh, Paula, you're gonna have to, um, you're gonna have to put that in a Ziploc and freeze it and send me, send me a, send me a portion of that now. <laughs> Real kale is good for you. Kale yeah, is good. Kale. Yeah, I, I like kale. Um, let, me, let me ask a question, kind of off the topic. What's yeah. your, what's your stance on mental health? My stance on mental health, okay. I suffered a little bit from mental health. Back in 2012, I had a threat come over me online and it drove me up the wall to where I was having Twitter war with Nicki Minaj and them. Okay. And um, somebody threatened me from the Young Money Certified site on Twitter. I don't know who it was, but they said they was gonna come to my hood and kill me. Right. Now I'm like, first of all, we females here. And we just have a Twitter war because she bit my shit. You feel me? Like me and Nikki and us, we just talked about this, so we, we good now. Okay. But at the same time, you don't threaten nobody. And they thought I had help, so I was screaming out the window. I had everybody outside with the Uzis. Like it, 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 it almost caused the war on the street. Mm. So from that, what they do, they came, they took me, but see, I outwitted them. Because my thing is this. Whenever they ask me a question, oh, so Paula, you're delusional. Why I'm delusional? Because you think you know Jay-Z and Beyonce. Now, we all know where Jay-Z from, right? That's right. Thank you. Now, we all grew up together, right? That's right. And then then the doctor told me the same thing. So I said, you know what? That made me delusional. Y'all take your pills and you take your advice and you go to hell. I have a hundred in psychology in college. <laughs> so there's nothing that they can tell me about mental health. Okay. You knew exactly what was going on. You just decided exactly. to take yourself. I knew exactly what was going on with me. And I know what triggered me and what got me upset. And that was that threat. I don't bother anyone. I don't threaten anyone. Because I know how threats can go. And I know how if I make one phone call and say I want this person done, it's done. So I be very careful not to do that. That's right. That's right. And um, like I said, it's all on the person and how you treat the person. People can drive you crazy and call you crazy at the same time. That's a fact. Speaking of uh, female rappers and MCs, right? and keeping true to what hip hop means to you. Can you name at least five female in, uh, MCs uh, that you wouldn't mind going on tour with? Uh, it could be Northwest, East, South, it could be all New York, whatever, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't mind going on tour with Nikki D, like all the old school rappers, the 90s rappers, mm-hmm. um, from Lauren Hill to Nikki D to Queen Latifah to anybody mm. that made that impact. Foxy Brown, right. uh, 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 Lil' Kim, of course, Little Mama, um, uh, Young and May, Cardi B. Ooh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the title of this talk called Ladies First right now. Right, and, and that, that's the main thing why I brought it up because, uh, you know, hip hop is a gladiator sport and, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, quote unquote male dominated uh, uh, industry. But the one thing that I think that'll switch the paradigm and switch a, a, 
like that that messed up frequency right now that that hip hop and also rap has is yeah. if we had a, a, a strong female talk Present. that goes on Present. and it, it don't it don't it don't have with females calling it bees and out of that word a, a name and out of that and you know just just show real you know sportsmanship and do, and do it for the culture right and i think um i might can put that together i mean i know That'll a few great. i know a few heads my boy van still everybody i mean once this corona Lift, lift up completely. Absolutely. I can see us doing that definitely. Gotta be huge. It feeds into just just a woman's presence in right. the world. We say if 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 you, once you teach a man, you teach an individual. But when you teach a woman, you teach a nature. Yeah. So life comes to women, and a woman's voice needs to be heard. That's that yin yang. Yo, son, that's yeah. just the sound bite of hearing a woman spit that shit. That's definitely that yin yang. Yeah, the balance. Yeah, yep. I, balance. I'll say, I'll, I'll say what, what the, the issue is, though, that I think is that um, for some reason, we created this dynamic in hip hop that there can only be one one female lyricist per se. Like, you know, in hip in hip hop, it's hip hop is complementary. So you'll have Nas is always going to be linked to Jay-Z or, you know, Jada Kiss the Fab or whoever it is. And for some reason, we've allowed for males to have the comparisons but haven't tried to diminish their contribution. But for some reason with females, it always seems like there's this, always this tension around who's number one or who's the best, like Foxy and Kim would come at it. And I don't understand that, what's that about? I mean, it's all about who looks better than who, who got the most guys, who got the most money with females. Like, why stick more together now? Because it's not all about that, except for the young ones. Right. Maybe the young ones want to flash their money or want to act like it's a phone. But guess what? A lot of those videos, that's not real money. Right. And a lot of those videos, that's not real guns. That's not real anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's just sad that um, all this competition came about like this. As yeah, far as it, with the females is concerned, because I'm from an everywhere. Like I said, we supported one another. That's and right. until Foxy and Kim came out with their feud, that's when a lot of the females shifted on the competition level. Yeah, I, I kind of remember, man. It was it hasn't been a time. It was in the '90s, right after, like just when Big came out. Big and Puff hit the stage, and he was talking about popping bottles, going to clubs. But prior to that. I was all about Jungle Brothers, KRS-One, J-Rue the Dam. So it's like when Big and Jay-Z came out, they shifted it onto Foxy and Kim. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and, that, and that took the energy from knowing about yourself, but mm -hmm. kind of exalting yourself and wanting to make money and, and, and be, become bigger than what you were. But we kind of right. forgot about the roots, man. And that's, that's, that's what we need to get back to. I tell you, I, I still love hearing. I still love hearing Sadat X. He got an album out. I still love listening to Lord Jamal. I still love him listening to Grand Puba. I still love listening to. MC. I mean, there's so now, many. All those people you made were my idols. It still is. And they still making music, sis. That's yeah. the beautiful part about that. That's, that's, that's the beautiful. beautiful part about that. That's beautiful. I mean, we can't let nothing like what happened to Black Rob and DMX, we can't let that happen again. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
That's a fact. We need, we need a coalition to hold these people down. Because even, you know, a lot of times we talk about health on here. And that's the reason why I mentioned mental health. And even me, myself, I'm dealing with kidney disease. And I ask my people all the time, yo, do you know what creatinine levels are? Do you know if your kidneys is healthy? Do you know what your high blood pressure is? Because a lot right. of like, like I, mean, I suffer from that too, as far as like high blood pressure and stuff like that. Yo, sis, let me tell you something. The best way, the thing you can do is change your diet, leave sugar alone, and go for a walk. Yep, I walk all the time. And a lot of times these hospitals is giving me the wrong medicine too. Yes, sir. So they now, guess, guess what? I switched to high blood medicine, medicine potassium vitamins. I take a potassium pill every morning. There you go. There you go. How's your water? Do you drink a lot of water? Yes, I do. Good. That's good. That's good, man. But back then, we had songs that catered to you developing your body, developing your mind, developing your spirit. But then it became external. Now I want a chain. Now I want to fly. Now I need this. Now I need a car. And people forgot about themselves, man. Yeah, they did. Now they all into their nails. And their hair and ah man, it's a whole different world. Things that don't even matter. What matters is your health. We ain't getting no younger. We're getting older by the day. Talk about what inspired you to do warning read the warning remix. Well, I always love warning. And actually that's the song that Nicki Minaj bit off of me. That's why we had our feud in the first place. Um, I always loved that. And um once I did it, um I was with Fendi in the city. Um, with my familiar face crew and Little Mama, we had a cypher. Mm. And me and Little Mama, you know, we kind of like, you know, you know how it is. Yeah, 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 you went hard. Everybody, but that's what happened, we went hard. And I had Nicki Minaj in my warning video, I was shooting a video, and Fendi was with her, because I knew she was gonna be the next one up. She handed me back my DVD, because I had a hold of another familiar faces DVD, and rolled her eyes and walked up the set. The next what? week, the next week, I've seen her do the same thing. Mm. So I'm like, no, she didn't. Yo, sis, you Man. from Fort Green, Brooklyn, son. You got some humility, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you got some humility. That's what took me off when she did that. But we spoke about that. You know, I had a talk with her and Foxy on my way back up. And I mm. said, I don't want no problems out of y'all little girls. If I have any problems out of y'all, y'all know what's gonna happen. <laughs> so they like, oh, praise the Lord Jesus. For some reason, when people talk to me, they say hallelujah. <laughs> um, Paula, do you, do you think that there'll ever be a time that there'll be able to be another six pack type song where you guys can get six females? Yeah, definitely. I mean, once I work on this new album, I will definitely have another Hey, you know what though, y'all? I don't know if y'all noticed this. You probably did, right? Big shout out to K Slate. K Slate put together a hundred rappers and put it yeah. on one song. Now I would I love to now. see K. You hear it? Huh? Okay. You hear it now? Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Now I, I was saying how um K Slate put up uh he had got together like a hundred rappers and put them all together on like a forty minute song. Now I would love to see K Slate do that for females. Or some DJ out there do that for the female. That 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 that'll be bigger than that. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna throw K Slayer DM. He needs to do that for the yeah, system. Yeah, that'll be crazy. That'll be hot. 
And Yo, that'll wake up hip hop. And if we can do a, a, a long video, yeah, with, that'll be dope, like a little movie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have my boy Session Peter. Mm. Yeah, it was cool. He had Go- Ghostface was there twice as Ghostface and as Tony yeah, Stark. Ghostface, right? Yep. <laughs> oh wow. Yep. So who who is Paula Perry listening to now? Like who's who's the female? I, I listen to a lot of nineties stuff. You know, I'm, I'm still old school. Mm. Um, I listen to what's out there now, but I can't hardly understand what they're saying too much. You gotta do your two-step. You need your two-step music. Man. That's right. So well, I mentioned earlier about who you who you jack in, and that was I think that was on the Slaughterhouse album. After have after putting together a song of that magnitude, why did they only have you on one track? I don't know. You gotta ask Ace that question. Yeah, we gotta get him back and ask. Get back. You get that, was like, that was like one of the standout tracks on the album. Right, right, right. And that was the beginning. That was when I first got down with him too. Oh, okay. Oh. So wow. he just threw me straight in the studio, like we gonna do who you jacket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even that one song was a dream come true for me. Well, clearly he seen value because then on the follow up album after that, I think he was on like I was, four, more, right? I was on more records. Yeah. So that was probably the test one. <laughs> Trying you out, see we see if you see if you can hold up. See if I can hold up, exactly. So, I mean, even Mr. C didn't even believe I could complete the album. Really? Why is that? I did the album in the fastest and cheapest in Motown history. Why? Why is that though? Why did they believe? I don't they... know because people they they gonna think what they want to think because I was from the project or whatever. But, but we all were. You know, people have their own opinions about certain situations. It's our job to make them look stupid at the end. That's right. That's right. What's the last three three books you read, Paul? The last three books I read, um, well, the last one I read was Jesus, um, Stories of Jesus. Okay. Um, Let me see. We have a whole bunch of books up there, and I don't, I don't even read too many of them. <laughs> I was so busy writing and editing videos. The last book I probably read was the, the Book of Jesus. And the reason the reason why I ask is I know a lot of times your, your your experience lends to your pen. And what what type of rhyme style do you say you have personally? Well, I'm still hardcore. What I do is I put my stuff in a, a different state to where it may be hard, but it's always a message in it. Okay. You know, I'm telling these young girls to pull up their kids. Stop letting these niggas use them. That's right. Stop mm-hmm. being, you know what I mean? For That's right. Airheaded so much. You know? That's right. And it's like for my voice and my conviction, I'm just explaining how I am. And maybe if more people was like me, it'll be a better world. Mm-hmm. As far as women is concerned, that's right. Because right. one thing I never did was sleep with none of these dudes for a deal. That's right. Integrity. Integrity, man. So, what's 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 your definition of success? Success is being happy within yourself. It doesn't take money to make you successful. As long as you can pay your bills and be happy with what you want, what's the core of success? 
You don't have to be a millionaire to be successful. You don't even have to be a thousandaire to be successful. Right. Just gotta be happy. All you have to do is be happy and content in your own skin. Yeah. So you you said that they didn't believe that you could complete the album, but <clears throat> shouldn't after after you did Paula's Jam, shouldn't that have been enough of a convincing for people that you, you could actually I mean, you know, but people still have they, they mindset, you know, and their their opinions about you, you know. But like I said, I never cared about what nobody said about me. I know mm. who I am, and I know what I'm capable of. So I knew I was capable of doing that album the quickest, like I do everything else. Can you tell us about the, uh, the the infamous rumor of how uh, I believe Suge, Suge Knight was trying to sign you at one at one point? Yeah, well, we was at the Palladium at one of the parties. I think it was one of uh, Biggie's parties, and he just mm-hmm. handed me his card. He was like, "Suge Knight, death row, give me a call." <laughs> what? Did you know I who he was, was at that time? About him then. Oh. I knew he was good. And then I read off people's spirit. Like, if you got a bad spirit in you, I, I can't really be near you like that. <laughs> so you felt for, you felt the juju from him and was like, nah, I'm good. I'm <laughs> caught up. <laughs> I'm not sure then. <laughs> oh, they get this God. thing away from me. He he got the mojo on him. As <laughs> the stories recently by my boy, it's like, what? He did that? And then watching the movie. Right. And how they treated, um, what's her name? Michelle Michelle, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you, um, you, you dodged the curve. You dodged one. You dodged the curveball out. For him and Dre and all the rest of them. Yeah, you trust. It's good that you trust your instincts. Has the um, has the music business turned you off from making music though? Like with all the, no, the bad Okay. Never. I just decided to do videos because I knew my boys on the street. I had a good camera. Okay. And once I took my good camera in the street, I knew I was gonna get that, that money. <laughs> so um, I just gave them a better opportunity of getting their music out there and stuff like that. And so you was, t- you was telling us off camera that you plan on relocating to come back up to the north. Oh, yeah, and definitely gonna... coming back up to New York. Within right. um, by September, I'm definitely coming back up to New York. Definitely. Okay. You so shooting videos about it. You are you, you shooting videos again, and are you going back to Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm gonna be shooting videos again. I invested in a small camera, but it's not as good as my other one, so I'm gonna get another camera. Yeah. Okay. Are you? Are you back, okay? okay? And my boy got jobs for me too. My boy Session, he do a lot of movies and stuff. Oh yeah, you gonna get that work. You about, yeah. to, you about to get some work. Uh, brothers out here in the streets with them cameras. You about to get that work. <laughs> I'm about to get some work. We probably, probably gonna we probably gonna need to have you on another show when you're doing your video, son. Because you gonna be oh, out yeah. there. And I'm yeah. trying to get on growing up hip hop because my son he rap too. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be dope. Oh yeah. That'd be dope. You should you should pursue that. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, um, I don't know. Do you got? Do you have any um connection to um, Naughty by Nature? Any any connection with Tretch? Yeah, was it? yeah. I know Tretch and all of them. I know Tretch and them real well. Yeah. So they. I mean, that'd probably be a way in because isn't Tretch Tretch's daughter's on there, right? Yeah. A couple of people, oh. little mom and them is up there. Yeah. Yeah. All my people's up there. So I'm yeah. already in. All I gotta do is write me in. Right. Okay. I would like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> What you what you think about a book? Are you working on a book? 
You working on a book? I don't know. I, I, I'm working on a um, documentary for Netflix. I gotta finish writing that. I have some screenwriters looking into it too. You know, yeah, I just Dennis watched. Um, Dennis Mathis, that's my manager. They call him D. Okay. I just watched um, Mary's documentary. I don't know if you've seen the highlights. That was a no, great documentary. I want to see it. Go don't see it. Man. I ain't going to tell you all. Go see it, man. It's, it made, it, listen, Mary's R&B, but she inspired the hell out of me watching that documentary. She's been what is it on? What, what network is it on? It's on Prime. It's on Prime. It's on Prime. Yeah. Okay, I'm and listen to her story, what she's been through. If it wasn't for music, we wouldn't have Mary. I tell you that for a fact. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I used to be around Mary a lot too back in the day. Yeah, so man. Yeah. Stuff she was going through. And, and she, and she, she, she's tough as nails, man. But she, she had to have the, the support of her family and the loved ones around her to keep her going, but it was music. That's what I don't have here. I don't have my family support too much, like my immediate family. Right. They all think, oh, you all stuff. Oh, you know, they don't take, family never take your music. Seriously. Until you get the billions. When you get the billions, then they're your best friend. Right. But other than that, it's a waste of time. That's sad. Yeah. I mean. That's why I gotta go. My love is in New York. My family is in New York. Yeah, you need to come home, sis. You need to come home. I got a lot of family down here, and I love them dearly. (laughs) But I get more support in New York than I do here. Which should be the opposite, but it's not. It's not. It is what it is. We love love to have you back home, keeping it real. I know. I know you mentioned um, because I did see. I did see some of the Doggy Diamonds interview. I know you mentioned that. Um, Motown moved some of the money off of your budget onto projects for Latifah. What was that yeah. about? Well, uh, they took about $300,000 out of my budget for the album. Mm. They gave it to her for her movie because Latifah's blackballed. She can't make no more music. Mm. And, um, they decided to do that with my budget, but then what was wrong about that was they trying to get me to recoup that. You feel oh. me? Yes, it's unrecouped money that she's not paying back to the label and they're trying to hold me responsible for that. And that's oh, not man. So, 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 so I'm, I'm familiar with that. I'm familiar with the concept of recoupable um, funds, but for our audience that may not understand like how record deals work, can you share like how recoupable? Well, when they give you this money for an album, it's supposed to be made for an album. Once they catalog me, or so have you, the budget was still there. Right. And I don't know, really know if they can. They didn't catalog me. They lied to me all around the board. So that's not your money to spend. They don't just give it to you and say, "Here, go do the album." They control that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? They give you advances, like they gave me right. about twenty thousand dollars advance at a time, mm-hmm. maybe six months apart. So, with that being said, I was content with that. You know, I, I was cool. But later on, finding out that they took this money and they made those movies, which I wasn't mad at. The only thing I'm mad at is that they're trying to hold me accountable for that. And it's not right. I think if you're watching, get up on your shit before you see me. (laughs) So that's that, you know, that's sad because I was talking earlier about like that common practice of people, you know, kind of having a cycle where somebody beat them, so they beat somebody and they think they're gonna pass it on. But that's the same thing that happens with recruiting money too. Right. And I teach you know that's not right. That's my girl. 
You feel me? But at the end of the day, lot, come on. Come on now. That's you and Shaquem. Get up off your ass and y'all try to do something about this situation before I send my dog. Yeah. What's crazy, what's crazy is that Latifah just re- received the BT Lifetime Achievement Award, too. Yeah. Yeah. For what? Well, what happens to these is that they open the, the label <laughs> opens right. up a budget. <laughs> the label opens up a budget, and then when the label opens up a budget, there are certain people who have access to that, to that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, yeah. Because they, they were good friends with the president at the time, George Jackson. Yeah. So he's the one that made that possible for them for them to even get that money. And Shaquem told me yourself. So now when I'm walking on set to see Shaquem and under them, they looking stupid. Under Bearers, oh, what yeah. you doing? Because my boy is shooting the movie. That's what I'm doing here. Action. Mm. Action. <laughs> God damn it. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. We all get too old to be playing these games. Right. Yeah, I agree. Right. My battery is about to die. Keep it honest, man. Sister, when you when you were younger, was is it true that you were managed by Eric B? Yep. <laughs> wow. wow. That's crazy. I mean, there was our, our, we never had no paperwork, but we had the um, studio in the shack in Fort Greene, and that's where I used to record at. And you know, we just had our fun. I was in a couple of groups when I was younger. I was in the Jigaboos. I was uh. What's the name of that other group I was in with Nikki Nicole and Saida? You know, a couple of a couple of groups I was in, but you know I had to. Wait, wait, to... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who, who sort of the word? Who sort of the name the Jigaboos? <laughs> we didn't, cause we was the Jigaboos, you know. We just, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All it right. was catching on too. <laughs> now when I okay. think about it, I'm like. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I also I also heard um heard you say that you don't really rock with Yandy Smith either. So I was wondering like, how did you and Yandy fall out, and if that's something that could be reconciled? Well, I don't know Yandy. I don't know her. And just watching Love and Hip Hop and seeing all the trouble she was starting oh, and doing no. that thing she was doing, like she ain't know what she was talking about, like. I can't do that face. I need a, I need somebody to make a Yandy face for me. And it's oh. like she just caused a lot of confusion. And that's why she can't she can't um, be on Love and Hip Hop New York anymore. They shifted her out to Atlanta. Let them beat her up out there. They don't play out there. But let them go ahead and beat her up. They are too. They gonna beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> they, gonna, they gonna wait for that New York. They gonna go, oh, you think you in New York? No, we gonna tear that, tie your ass up. <laughs> they gonna tie her up, man. Yeah. Like I'm still cooking. Mm, hey, Paula, have you have you um have you had thought of or even uh you know in 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 other times have you have you been offered um movie roles that you that you turned down or something that you might have considered but the project just never came out um i was in this one movie but i haven't gotten offered any movie roles yet so i wouldn't say i'm never going to get offered any roles but i haven't gotten offered any, anything yet that just mean the right role hasn't been written for you yet that's all right. i mean right 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 so let's see what's on the horizon you know anything's possible I mean, what, but what's, what, what's, what's, 
what's your interest? Like sci-fi, action, drama, a mix, what? Comedy? All of them. Sci-fi, okay. drama, action, whatever. <laughs> okay. Fantasy. <laughs> Need to take take that camera and do a Fort Green documentary. Right. Right. That's Fact. a good idea. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Keep that going. And I might can get Spike Lee to help me. See what I'm saying? Oh, wow. See? Yeah. All I do is speak in existence, man. The universe is listening, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we Put that out there. Right now. Speaking Spike Lee, existence. let's do this movie. Spike, you need to call Paula ASAP. I got the stories. I got the people. Let's do this. You got the money. Let's go. <laughs> from, a, from a producer's point of view, um, who, who would you like to work with that you haven't worked with? I would like to work with Kanye West. I mean, um, everybody, you're not too big to be worked with. Right. They were my friends first, and I know Kanye. You know, um, let me see. Like, a lot of the um, producers I had on my album, um, there's a couple of new producers I'm working with now. This guy, Castle Money Beats, he's real dope. Yeah. I'm signed now to Boom Bap Nation. He okay. signed everybody. He signed I get out of here. He signed yes. who? I said you yeah, signed, signed everybody. everybody. Boom Bap, Universal. But, you know, I'm just trying to get my money in order, that's all. All right, there you, you go. Know, if I put down music, I'd, I'd rather get paid for it than not. That's right. Yeah. That's an absolute fact. Let's go. Kanye, I can hear I can hear some nice Kanye music. Yeah, I we have Ayatollah on here. I love his music. He's a great producer. Um who else who else do I like? I can imagine your voice on. Um Alchemist. I don't know if you ever work with Alchemist. Alchemist makes some crazy music. I heard of him. Alchemist, he got some great music. I can yeah. also listen to Havoc too. Havoc from Mob Deep got some shit too, man. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind with yeah. it. That, ra- that raspy, that raspy you got, that should have sounded perfect over some mm. mob deep shit. I just did a big single called um, Deep Brooklyn's Back. Mm. So it, it's coming out under Boom Bap Nation. Okay. Go look for that. Yeah. A few in case you wonder, Paula, streaming on title. I, I know. It. Streaming on title. <laughs> Tell for Knox album. 17 tracks on here. Easy Mo B production, Jesse West. Uh, Jesse West? Jesse See? West. That's hip hop. Easy Mo. People don't even know. Hold on, hold on. Jesse West, too, called um, Down to Die for this on the album. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, quite a, yeah, quite a, quite a, a, a track list you got here. A quick yeah. story, son. I, I had to, one day I was in Utica, New York, and I had to put a person's name. I have no ID. I put Jesse West on this. <laughs> oh. Yo. Just to get the pool, son. Clark Kent. Now he DR knows. Period. <laughs> yeah, Clark Kent, the all period. I, I mean, all right, that's what's up. on that album is dope. Brian Mingo. Yeah. I'm Ignite, I mean, that's that's a heavy hit album. That's why they don't that's why it's still streaming. That's it, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like I hope I hope you can get the business end of this worked out because to me I'm like when I see a a, a, a 
debut effort that strong with that kind of production and guest appearance and everything to me it was like it was that you were set up to win but then at the last minute like the rug was snatched from underneath of you i can't imagine a label investing that kind of money in production and artists not to put more money behind it to promote it wow yeah. And that's what that's what hurt. But you know what? It's a new day now. I have new opportunities. There you go. That's what I'm looking at. You know, because when I think about all those back then, it just makes me mad. Like I feel like touching the wall. Yeah. What? Well, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm still here, and I was happy in Brooklyn before they swept that under my feet as well. Because from them kept threatening me online, my mother came to get me, so I had to leave everything. She came to get my son first. Okay. And then she came to get me because she didn't want no more on the street, not like that. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to convince her, look, mom, this is just the internet. Like, it, you know, all of this is just talk. It ain't nothing going to happen. But I had to go and, you know, like changed everything for me. And it took the light out of New York, but I'm coming back. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, Paula, we're looking forward to you uh, coming back to to BK. Hopefully, you, we'll, we'll be able to tap in with you again and hear some new music when you got some new, new music on deck. Definitely, definitely. Once I drop this single with Boom Bap, definitely have me on again. Let's talk about the record. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. We got, we got on the screen, we got your Instagram. Do you have like another social media handle or any other way if like people want to get in contact? I got on Facebook, Paula Perry 101. My Twitter is Paula Perry God M1. And that's it. Twitter, Facebook, and you got my Instagram already. There you go. Paula Perry 101. Well, sis, thank you again for gracing us with your presence. Thank you for being a true female lyricist also. You know, you, you, you were kicking real rhymes that weren't about uh, getting naked or... Showing your ass. I mean, everybody got a rhyme like that. Like I said, there's faith in the music and everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Let's keep it nice and substance. Let's That's talk right. about something. That's right. You know, let, 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 let's teach these kids a better way. Right. Right. Well, Paula, thanks again. We appreciate you ha- having you on. And don't don't burn up the kale now. Thank you, buddy. <laughs>